We interrupt your special announcement to bring you this regularly scheduled programming. I'm doing my part to keep civilization together one anime sale at a time. Hey, it's cool here if you don't know, and welcome to another episode of Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU 88.1 FM in Halifax. How's everybody doing? It is Friday! It is 5 p.m. and it is time to relax. You're here now. You've made it. You made it another week. You've survived. You can survive again, but you don't have to worry about that right now. Because we're here. So. With that, let's uh, take a look at what's going on over at lowbiasgaming.net. Starting with, uh, let's see. Starting with, well, I'm not really sure where to start when I'm this far behind, but uh, Jason has brought us 3, 6, 9, 12. 12 new episodes of Breath of Fire 3. He is really going at that one. Um, as well as. Three new episodes of Robo Warrior. Looks like that. Uh, Scarlet is playing the original Torchlight game. Uh, seven videos there. Uh, Jason with a new Let's Play of Super Mario Brothers 3. There are uh, seven videos there that might actually. Seven? I think it's seven. Se six or seven videos. Um, yeah, so that's going on. Uh, Retro Force is Jason's entry for the Low Bias Monthly for August, which is uh, games that were never released in North America. So there that is. Um, Scarlet brings us six new episodes of his Let's Play of Bioshock, and a new Let's Play of Evil Twin Cyprian's uh, Chronicles. Uh, eight videos there. Um, oh, and another episode of Retro Forest that I completely missed. There you go. So, a lot of stuff going on over the last few weeks, and um, yeah, so just enjoy what we have to offer at Low Bias Gaming as we go on to some music here on Square Wave Symphony CKDU 88.1 FM in Halifax.
勝負はこれからよ気を引き締めて頑張りましょうみんな見る目がないのよね You're listening to CKDU 88.5 FM in Halifax. That song was by Seichi Sakurai, and it is the intro theme of today's game from the archives. Fighting evil by moonlight, winning love by daylight, never running from a real fight, she is the one named Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon and the Sailor Scouts, Mercury, Mars, Jupiter, and Venus must go and stop the evil Queen Beryl and her army of Negaverse monsters from ruining Tokyo. Where's Tuxedo Mask where you need him? Uh, so yeah, this is Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, which is a beat-em-up game for uh, the arcade. Uh, developed by Gazelle, published by Sega and released in 1995. It's kind of a weird beat-em-up, honestly. Um, it's, I mean, you have your Sailor Moon themes, and you have pretty much everything that you would expect to see in a Sailor Moon game, but some of the levels are really weird, I gotta say. Um, that's pretty much all I gotta say about that, other than Ragnats uh, has teamed up with Jade Pharaoh to give us a video, a single video, of this video game, if you're interested in checking that out.
Chronicles Traveling Through Universes by Anil Mki, and you're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. Welcome back to Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax, your home for video games, chiptunes, and all things weird and geeky. And speaking of weird, it is time, of course, for the news of the weird. And as usual, I do not read these stories ahead of time. Some of these may not jive well with all, all audiences, but they have been scanned for objectionable content. This segment is usually about 13 15 minutes long when it's just me, so take that as you will. Our lead story for today, recent alarming headline. A July 29th headline in the Kenton B in uh, Kenmore, New York, caught the attention of the Buffalo News. Leprechaun spotted look, uh, looting cars on Hamilton Boulevard. Kenmore Police Captain A.J. Kiefer told the news a white male with orange hair and, and wearing a green shirt and possibly plaid pants, ooh, those plaid pants, eh, was reported to be looting vehicles on the street July 23rd. Police arrested the 36-year-old, who measured 5 feet 11 inches and had someone else's debit card, but no pot of gold, according to Kiefer. He was charged with petit larceny. Is it really a leprechaun if he's five foot eleven? I mean, maybe he maybe he's dressed as a leprechaun, but he definitely isn't a leprechaun of his own right. Um, there are probably some better descriptions that could have been used, but I can't think of them right now. So let's just move on to a story about the government in action. Oh boy. About 176 Rhode Island taxpayers waiting for their refund checks got a surprise when the checks they received in late July arrived bearing the signatures of Mickey Mouse and Walt Disney instead of state officials. State Department of Revenue Chief of Staff Jade Borgeson told WPRI that the Division of, Ta of Taxation uses the signatures on dummy checks for internal testing and the test image files were mistakenly added to real checks. Corrected checks will be reissued uh, to impacted taxpayers within one week, Borgeson said. Well, that's, um, I mean, you could probably cash in those checks for Disney dollars. Uh, if, well, I think, Di is Disney World open right now? It seems, well, they're in Florida, so they probably are. Oh, burn! Uh, some kind of burn, I don't know. Anyway, maybe they will have some sort of, of, um, some sort of promotion where you can turn those checks in for Disney dollars. But people shouldn't be going to, um, people shouldn't be going to any Disney uh, properties right now anyway, so there's that. Our next story, Karen, not Karen. I don't like the term Karen being used pejor pejoratively. I just want to say that before we start, but eh, whatever. We're just going to go with it, I guess. Domino's Pizza rest uh, restaurants in New Zealand were forced to end a promotion to give free pizza to women named Karen that aren't, well, Karens. 
The promotion announcement read, United Press International reported that customers named Karen were invited to fill out an application for one of 100 free pizzas, but people objected online, suggesting that the chain offer food to minorities or people who have been impacted by COVID-19. We wanted to bring a smile to customers who are doing the right thing. Karen the nurse, Karen the teacher, the company posted on Facebook, but, quote, people interpreted this in a different way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, let's move on. I've already said what I had to say about that story. Least competent criminals, and there are two of them. Edward Thomas Shinzing, 32, that's quite the last name, was charged July 28th with arson for allegedly setting fires inside the Justice Center in Portland, Oregon on May 29th, beginning two months of protests in that city. The Oregonian reported the shirtless Shinzing uh, stood out uh, among about 30 people who broke into the building around 10.59pm, vandalizing offices and setting fires because of the large tattoo of his last name clearly visible across his shoulders on surveillance images, according to court documents. Shinzing, who was on probation at the time, is being held at the Justice Center. Yeah. It seems to me like you should probably have been wearing a shirt. Shinzing is not a very common last name. So yeah, it's just another example of if you're going to do something bad, do it right. But then again, probably just don't do something bad to begin with. This other person also did something bad and defi definitely didn't do it right. Pueblo, Colorado police were intrigued to find a young man sleeping in a car parked behind a motel on August 2nd. Quote, since motels have rooms with beds that you can sleep in said Captain Tom Rummel in a tweet. Gee, you think? Upon running the car's license plate, he continued, the officers found it had been stolen in an armed carjacking and, quote, there on the front seat was a sawed-off shotgun just like the victim said was used yesterday. KKTV reported the sleepy thief, a juvenile, was taken into custody and the car was returned to its owner. That probably explains why the didn't actually take room, they might have tried, but um, yeah, cannot generally get a room in a motel if you're, uh, if you're a minor, so, oh well. Uh, some people just gotta start at, a, at an early age, I suppose. Um, anyway, here's another police report. A 26-year-old man in Plymouth, England was detained on July 9th after officers working nearby heard a commotion and looked up to see the man struggling with a seagull and biting it. He sunk his teeth into it before throwing it on the floor, Ace Police, uh, <laughs> police, a police spokesperson told Plymouth Live. The man told the police the seagull had attacked him trying to get his McDonald's meal and also, quote, volunteered that he was clear that he was under the influence of drugs the seagull was clearly injured by the incident but flew off before we were able to t to uh, check in on its welfare police said 
police said yes. Uh, the man was taken to a hospital for treatment. So you're having a fight with the seagull. Um, I guess the seagull was not taken into custody. Um, well, flew away before they could take it into custody. There we go. Um, uh, this is now a train wreck. Let's just keep this train wreck going with a story called Can't Take a Joke. Uh, after pub owner Steve Cotton joking, jokingly announced in July that the beer garden at the Baltimore Arms in Devon, England would become, would become the Yard Down International Airport for the summer, offering sightseeing flights, he was surprised to receive an official letter from Exmoor National Park Authority's planning officer expressing concern about the change. We have a duty to look into such matters to understand if there is a breach and if so, whether, ac when, whether any action is necessary. Devon Live reported Cotton responded promptly in a social media post saying, quote, All long-haul flights have been suspended forthwith. We apologize for any delays and remind you that the departure lounge facilities are still open. The Park Authority replied with good humor and the taps remain open. So, wait. So, a beer garden was declaring itself an international airport and then a park authority decided... What? I don't understand any part of this story. It's like, why is... Why is anything, really? In, in the end, why is anything in this story? Anyway, here's a couple of more stories, and these are under the subtitle that I so love to say, AWESOME. For her birthday, five-year-old Macy Clemens of Parker, Colorado went on her first horseback ride and was hooked. So she wrote her wish for a pet horse on a balloon, uh, signed her name, and let it soar. On August 2nd, Je Jennifer Houghton, who owns seven horses and lives about an hour away, found the balloon stuck in a fence, and it wasn't long before the two found each other through social media. Social media? Five years old? What? Anyway, I feel like every little girl should get to enjoy the horse world, Houghton told KOAA. I couldn't get her a pet horse, but at least try and help her ride and make somewhat of a dream come true. She's working with Macy's family to find a horse close to home that the family can lease. Hopefully one day we'll be able to meet up and go for a ride together. Yeah, owning a horse is uh, not a small task. Uh, there is an entire episode of The Simpsons about it, where I think... Um, Homer ended up working like three jobs or something like that uh, in order to make ends meet to maintain the horse but um, yeah if you can lease a horse maybe that's an option I don't know here's another awesome story Father's Day in Taiwan it is celebrated on August 8th and Eva Air wanted to make it special so, working around global travel restrictions, it announced a Hello Kitty flight to nowhere, Travel and Leisure reported. The anime character decorated airplane is scheduled to take off 
from Taipei, Taiwan Airport and fly over the, co the coast of Taiwan for three hours at 25,000 feet, then land again at the same airport. Guests will receive a special goodie bag, enjoy a seafood feast created by a Michelin three-star chef, and be given the opportunity to help to purchase Hello Kitty duty-free products at a big discount. Tickets cost $180 for economy and $215 for business class. I mean, considering what all is going on with COVID-19 and all that, this is kind of neat. So it's, like, it's still a very expensive deal. Like I, I wouldn't really have $180 to put on a flight to nowhere, personally. But um, if you just want the experience of travel and you can't really go anywhere, then why go anywhere? Just, just take a flight that goes to the same airport. Just, for fun, you know, just enjoy, I guess. Um, our next story, Revenge, which is not nearly as awesome, but uh, there we go. An unnamed man in Cairns, North, North Queensland, Australia posted notices offering a $100 prize to the person able to best impersonate Chewbacca from Star Wars, but the, contents, the contest turned out to be a hoax designed to harass the woman who dumped him. The poster has listed the woman's phone number and invited contestants to call and deliver their best Chewbacca roar. The woman, identified only as Jessica, told Nine News, I'm getting phone calls at really strange hours of the night. I thought it was quite funny, actually a good joke. However, she drew the line when, her, when the ex abandoned his car without tires in the driveway of her home blocking her in. The police are going to do something about it, she said. Is, is, is that good? I'm not going to call a random woman and troll her to, to submit that um, impersonation for a non-existent prize. But there it is, and there you go. Our last story for today, Nature Calls. An Amazon delivery driver in Newthall, Nottingham, England, a lot of stories from England today, is out of a job after Sharon Smith, 53, discovered him defecating in her back garden in late July. Smith said he, she saw the man run toward her garden and went to investigate. I asked what the heck was he doing? Uh, Smith told Metro News and he just remained pooing while asking me what my problem was. The cheek of it. The driver told police he wasn't feeling well and was desperate and he didn't realize he was in a private garden. Smith agreed not to press charges as long as he cleaned up the mess and his employer was informed. Amazon promised a gift voucher as a goodwill gesture. You know, if it was really that urgent, you could probably have, you know, uh, gone, well, I guess with COVID-19 you can't really do that. Um, I was gonna say, like, go to a uh, door, go to the door of someone you're delivering to and say, like, hey, I need to poo. But yeah, with, with the whole, um, with the whole 
COVID-19, you can't really do that now. Yes. Anyway, don't poo in people's gardens. It's not gonna end well. You're listening to Square Wave 70 here on CKDU 88.1 FM in Halifax. The Kitchen by 4D Boy, and here comes Dremetary Deluxe by Aiden Mayo here on Square Wave Symphony, CKDU 88.1 FM in Halifax.
back to Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU 88.1 FM in Halifax. And for the first time in quite some time, I found a thing. Yes, I have found a thing and I'll share that thing with you in a segment that I like to call I Found a Thing because I am the most original person in the world. Don't add me. Uh, <laughs> so, um... Yo, you guys are probably aware of the game Death Road to Canada. This game came out on uh, July 22nd, 2016. Well, you see, that might have been prompted by a discussion that was held in Canadian Parliament. Uh, I, I'm not sure if the reason for Death Road to Canada, if any, was uh, ever specifically mentioned anywhere, but it is, it is certainly a, um, a theory that I hold at this point. Uh, this is a story from The Atlantic, uh, written by Connor Simpson, February 3rd, 2013. Canadian Parliament prepares for zombie attacks after undead war on America. The Canadian government made it very clear on Wednesday that once America is overrun by zombies, the flailing, hungry, murderous undead would not be welcome on the frostier side of the border. Actual Member of Parliament Pat Martin asked if the Canadian government was working with the US to ensure Canadian citizens would not suffer should a zombie outbreak ever occur. The province of Quebec just announced at the time that it would conduct a discussion on how to handle a zombie apocalypse during a public safety symposium uh, in the next week after the article. I don't know if that happened, but uh, anyway. Martin also commended the United States Atlanta-based Centers for Disease Control for having measures in place for a zombie apocalypse, which the CDC has explained thoroughly. They have measures for a zombie apocalypse, and th no, this political discourse, drop it. And that's when the magic happened. Canada's Foreign Affairs Minister John Baird stood up and with a straight face, assured that zombies would not be welcome in Canada should the U.S. devolve into a zombie wasteland, just like in that new Brad Pitt movie. I want to assure this uh, member and all Canadians that I am dedicated to ensuring this never happens. I want to say categorically that this uh, to this member and through him to all Canadians that under the leadership of this Prime Minister, Canada will never become a safe haven for zombies ever. The room burst into applause. We never needed those Canucks anyway. Your butt. Go eat a ham. And various other things. Anyway, I, uh, I don't remember... I, I don't think that Trudeau was in office yet for this. But anyway, that's beside the point. It's... Why... Like, I... Thank you, computer. I, I do not understand why these conversations are ha like, was there really nothing else to talk about in, in this time? I don't remember much of what happened seven years ago, but I don't think there was any uh, potential of any sort of zombie apocalypse, so 
damage and some people are just uh, just have a little too much time on their hands sometimes is the best that I can say. You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. Let's get to some music before I lose my mind.
Jeff the World with Nerdy Girls. Three L's not. Here comes Algar with Metro here on Square Wave Symphony and CKDU 88.1 FM in Halifax.
by Zeitz from the album of the same name that is coming out on the 21st of August. Here comes Into the Battle uh, by Kirill B. And you're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. that'll about do it for today's episode i want to thank you all for listening uh thank you for spending an hour of your friday with me especially if it is the first hour that you have off all week um makes it just so much better don't you think i think so anyway there are some people to thank there are some people to mention and i shall do it now Square Wave Symphony is based on the format of the Electric Leftovers podcast by Jason Parton of Low Bias Gaming, lowbiasgaming.net. News of the Weird is written by the editors at Andrews McNeilson Negation, newsoftheweird.com. Segment, uh, segment music composed by myself, Madame Namiki, Noriki Kimikora, Twilight of Defect, Pink Projects, and Commissar. Stay tuned for the Astrology Show coming up next on CKDU, followed by The Witching Hour at 7 p.m. and press start to continue at 8.30. Comments, questions, want your chiptunes featured on the show? Email me at squaresim at lowbiasgaming.net or get in touch on Twitter at squaresim, S-Y-M. You can also leave feedback on ckdu.ca, click on Shows, find Square Wave Symphony in the list, and, cri- and click on Leave Feedback. 
There's also a podcast version of this show. It's available on lowbiasgaming.net slash squaresim, S-Y-M, or just search for Square Wave Symphony. Square Wave is one word. On Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or TuneIn Radio, or actually soon to be uh, Amazon Podcasts. Apparently, that's going to be a thing. So, listen for it there, I guess. This has been Square Wave Symphony on CKDU, 88.1 FM Halifax. I'm cool you if you don't know, and I'll see you guys next time.